Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first overcome our internal self by focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. This podcast offers inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound changes in my life in my recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast and personal coaching. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform just the desire to make positive changes and grow. As an ordained minister, I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together we can do the work that will recover your soul. In this episode, I wanted to talk about the art of happiness, of happiness. And I'm inspired by this because my mom and I just went last weekend on a four-day trip to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And after the pandemic was starting to slow down a little bit, I said, Mom, where do you want to go? What do you want to do when the pandemic's over? And she said, I definitely want to go to Santa Fe. So we had a girls weekend together. And we just had such a great time. And part of what was so special about it was just all that time in the car talking And if any of you have heard the episode about how a nice girl from Oklahoma became a Buddhist, you've got a little taste of my mom. And we thought about uh, turning on the recorder in the car and recording some of our conversation, but the sound was just too noisy with the road, so we didn't. But you will get a chance to talk to her again. Anyway, on the way back um, after this great trip of just sort of Going back to my homeland, you know, without having kids and out without having to take care of anybody else, uh, it was very cathartic for me and had a lot of great learnings and realizations. But on the way back, we started to listen to an audible book written in conjunction with the Dalai Lama called The Art of Happiness. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit because Um, I have been listening to other sources of spiritual learning and reading, and happiness has been a topic that has been coming up. And I'm curious about it because now in this new found soul recovered life that I live, I am happy a lot. I'm happy so much more than I used to be happy. And it makes me interested. So 
if you listen to the Dalai Lama or listen to some of these other spiritual people, what their premise is, is that we're here to be happy. We're here to be happy. I got that when I was younger. You know, when you're kind of in that place in your life where you don't really have a care in the world and your whole goal is just to be having fun. But having fun and being happy are two very different things, really. Because having fun has this doing, it has this energy that something is happening, some condition on the outside is happening that is making us happy. That that fun, that condition is creating joy. What I'm talking about is just that place in your heart, just that place in your soul that is happy, that has a level of contentment, a level of peace, a level of joy, a level of appreciation, of gratitude, of just that, that deliciousness of feeling like your life is good. And I think that what I've been thinking a lot about is we tend to put conditions on that. We tend to think, well, when I have the right mate, I'll be happy. Or we think when I have enough money, I'll be happy. Or when I can drive the right kind of car, or I can have the right kind of job, or I can look the right kind of way, or I have the right kind of clothes, I can be happy. The soul recovery realization, that peace that has become really clear to me as I do more and more spiritual work and become more connected to higher power and to the source within, has a real awareness that that happiness doesn't have to do with any of that. That Those things come more and more easily when you're happy. But that is not what makes you happy. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of Abraham Hicks. I had heard that name for a long, long, long time, and I hadn't ever investigated it. And for some of you, you may listen to it and think, oh, my God, that's like way out there in the world of kind of metaphysical woo-woo-ness, because it's all about energy and the law of attraction. But it's interesting to me that I discovered this in the last couple months, when I was really in a place where I was really feeling, oh, I was kind of in a spin out, you know, I was not feeling connected to spirit, because that's what happens. You know, we were in this flow, we can be in the flow and everything's feeling really good. And then one thing can happen and it can take us kind of off our, our train of, of goodness, of happiness, of connection, of love, of being in the connection with God. And we get back into our ego self, we get back into our control, right? I mean, how often am I talking about control all the time, our control? I went to the gym and I was just in kind of this irritable, super controlly space. And I can't see very well without my glasses. I'm classic 51 year old who needs bifocals to be able to see anything. But my phone came up and I said, I'm going to listen to a podcast. And Abraham Hicks came up and I just kind of spun it and picked one. 
And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it was exactly, I mean, exactly what I needed to hear. Exactly what I needed to hear. It was as if God was speaking to me. And now I've been listening to this her name, it's Abraham Hicks, but actually it is a woman named Esther Hicks, and she has this source of information of higher power, and she doesn't call it channeling. She she calls it something else, but basically they are, and they are use a they, they are speaking to her. And as I said, for some of you, it's going to be like way out there and as everything that I say, take what works for you and leave the rest because I am not saying that anything is a definite or a have to. This is all your own interpretation and and grab what you want. But what I have gotten from, from this woman who is hearing these truths of what she, you know, this, their truth to her and truth to some people is that our foundation is happiness. When I think about what she says, that pure source of higher power, pure God, pure energy, the dust and the sparkly magic that made the heavens, that made the universe, that made this amazing planet that we're on, whatever that is, is pure love and pure, unlimited potential. And it doesn't see all of our shortcomings. It doesn't see all of our anger. It doesn't recognize any of that because all it is seeing and feeling and wanting for us is for us to be happy and whole. And it's our humanness that holds us back from that connection. And so I've been thinking a lot about how we actually choose to stay stuck. And we actually choose to stay stuck similar to what my last podcast that I had done on the power of positive thought was that we have so much negative thinking. And we have so many thoughts that we've already thought. And so there's this piece where happiness is the goal. And we think that we need all these conditions for us to be happy. But really, if you can just change your thought, if you can just move to the next better, happier thought, and you can start to let go of all the things we don't have control of, which means yesterday, which means anything besides right this second when you're listening to this, everything before that, you can't do anything about. We also cannot do anything about the people and circumstances in our lives around us that we wish would be a certain way so we could be happier. And so we hold ourselves back in the discomfort and the frustration and the disappointment that we're not happy or that it's not going the way that we want to. But the truth is, we have this ability and this control of our own minds, of our own hearts, to decide that we want more. Some of those teachings talk about how it's important for us to know what we don't want, 
to have real clarity about what we don't want and what isn't working for us in our life and what is not who we are. But then it's time to start allowing your mind to to grow and expand and dream and see and visualize and feel the life that you do want. And that when we send out the vibrations, I love how sometimes it's talked about as a radio signal, you know, like my husband likes rock metal, especially classic rock. And so his channel that he would listen to in Denver, I think is 103.5. So when he's driving around, he's listening to 103.5 because he wants classic rock. But I like, you know, I like more of a mixture of things. So I listen to 93.3 if I'm driving around. And that gives me a different, a different frequency to receive those. And if we think of ourselves as if we are our own tuners, and that when we are tuned into what we don't want, or that what something else is going to make us happy or trying to control our frequency is a all over the place. And it's going to get a lot of different things. And B it's actually tuned to the station that you hate. Let's say you don't like country or you don't like classical or you don't like talk radio, but you're tuned to that. So that's what you get. And then we're not happy. So if we can start to tune ourselves to the station, to the desires, to the life, to the energy of what we want, it really becomes where we get what we need and what we want. It comes to us. And so it's a kind of backward thinking that if you start saying, you know what, I'm going to be grateful I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to have, I'm going to have happiness. I'm going to wake up every morning when I make a decision to be happy and start letting go of all those things that aren't serving me and let go of even thinking or feeling those feelings of not enough. Because then when you move into that place of happiness, when you move into that place of positive energy, and you start letting go of the little things that seem to be the big things, things shift and start to change. And the world comes to you in a way that you that you've never experienced before. And the goal as a Dalai Lama was saying is, is happiness. And the same with Esther Hicks, who is channeling Abraham, happiness Being happy is the point. And I think of all the years that, oh my gosh, I suffered. I suffered so much. I just, I felt like life was a struggle. And being raised Buddhist, you know, one of the foundations is that life is suffering. And I think that I heard that like, life is suffering, so you're supposed to suffer. Now, when I look at it and I hear it from more of a spiritual healing place, the suffering comes from our humanness of wanting, grasping, desiring it to be different. That the pain is the suffering. That life isn't about suffering, that it's about letting go of that. And that is the movement to enlightenment. That is the movement to 
higher levels of consciousness. And if you look at most people, I think they said above 70 are happier than they were in their middle years. And part of that is because it's hard when you have jobs and kids and just all the stuff that's going on and all of the complexity of all those relationships and all the control and all the, ah, it's so much. But if we can let go of that feeling that it all has to be in line, it all has to be lined up perfectly for us to be happy and put happy first. Put happy first. And when I put happy first, what ends up happening is I quit thinking I need to have it a certain way. I start to realize that those conditions are less important. And I start to see that I don't have to give my two cents all the time, that other people and the way that they're doing things is for their happiness. When I think about how discontented we can be at how the world around us isn't showing up the way that we want, what if you stopped wanting it to be different? What if you could let that go? What if it didn't matter what other drivers do? And how they drive, as long as you're being a defensive driver, and you know that you're keeping yourself safe, if people are being out there crazy, what if that didn't make you so nuts? Would that be better for you? Would that be healthier for you? Could you put happiness first? And then when we're talking about other people, and we're looking at other people in our lives, and it's such tiny things, right, that today's Saturday, in my world. And I have a lot going on. I can definitely feel that piece of myself that that needs certain things for myself, I need to have time in my day for spiritual connection, I need to have time for meditation, I needed to have time to to do the podcast today and edit it and get it ready to publish next Friday, because my week is really busy. I need to clean my house, I need to do these chores, I need to prepare for working at church tomorrow, there's so much stuff that can happen. And so we can get caught up in how we want that day to look. And when it's not panning out in the way that we want it to go, we start to tense up. I know I do. But what I'm watching myself is putting happiness first. And if I am clear about what I need to get done, what are some expectations, some unrealistic expectations maybe of my time? What are some things that I could ask for help for? What are some things I can let go of? And I just say, you know what, it's going to be a beautiful Saturday and I just want to be happy. And then all of a sudden I see how beautiful it is today. And I see how warm and the bees are buzzing and, and my garden's growing. And I feel lucky to have this great house that might need to be cleaned up. But you know what, that condition is not going to be what determines whether I'm happy or not. A shift happens inside of my heart, where the happiness is first. And then it's interesting, because then the time almost like it slows down a little bit, because I'm, I'm in gratitude, I'm in that moment of, of connecting and feeling aware of my abundance, and my happiness, 
and how lucky I am. And the luckier I feel, the luckier I get. And the day is opening up and it's all falling into place. So what Abraham or Esther, who's channeling Abraham, (laughs) has been talking about that has been really appealing to me is that we get stuck thinking about like the stuff that isn't working that we don't want. And it doesn't give any space for the flow of the universe to bring us what we do want and the life that we do want. It's like, it's like we're holding ourselves back. And the more that we think about it, the more that we effort, the more that we struggle, the more that we're stuck, the more that we're holding ourselves back. So I've just been in this place where I've just been releasing When I start to feel myself getting pulled back to old patterns or fear or um, resentments or whatever those things are, I come back and I think, happy? I am happy. I am grateful. I am whole. And I am going to look forward. I want to be moving and looking forward. I don't want to be in that holding place of being stuck And I don't want to be in that holding place of being so frustrated that the world's not showing up for me the way that I want, that I'm blocking all the good that is potential to me. And more and more and more, just the clarity, the deep clarity that I have not control over a single other thing in the world other than myself is so amazing to think how much time and energy I used to put and that I can still catch myself trying to put into making things be different than what they are in other people in situations in my relationships at work. I mean, it's just it's endless, right? I mean, we all do it. But the weight continues to come off my shoulders as I continue to just let go of those things. If I'm disappointed that something's not going the way that I want to, what if I let go of how I think I want it to turn out? What if I could really trust a hundred percent? What if I get a hundred percent trust that my higher power knows best for me and is actually guiding everything to its highest good? If I can just let go and let it play out. And do my part, continue to do my actions. What is my next best action? And it doesn't always mean that the other people in our lives aren't struggling. I think that's the piece that's the hardest, especially as a mother, to try to be present for my kids and watch some of those efforts that they have be hard for them. And want to save them from pain and suffering. But pain and suffering is part of how we all come to the place where we decide that happiness is the most important thing and that we're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. And when we really have that moment of clarity in recovery, whether it's from an addiction or a behavior or just a self-awareness that 
your happiness, your personal happiness, not the happiness of everyone around you, but your personal happiness is your number one priority and that you're willing to do whatever it takes to do the work to get there. That you're willing to look at and let go of whatever is holding you back. And I can see the value of the teachings of not holding on to the negative stuff because we are so easy to want to go back to, yeah, but this is why I can't do this. This is why I can't be happy. These people are why I can't be happy. This job is why I can't be happy. When you see people who live in really hard conditions and they still have joy and happiness or are in relationships that are complicated, but they have found a way for themselves interiorly to be happy. And that is so inspiring. That's hard work. It's hard work. But I want you to be happy. And I want me to be happy. I know that it's not every day, you know, that we have to also allow ourselves to have our feelings that sometimes it's a a low energy day that sometimes there's sorrow, sometimes there's grief, but not to lay down in it, not to wallow in it, not to allow those feelings to be the ones that take over. It's like those wash over you and then you let them go, move on, move forward. Allow spirit, lean into those, allow spirit to hold you and move you forward to the next right thing as we continue to let go of everything around us that feels like it's holding us back. Stop thinking about it so much. Stop putting all the energy into it. Choose happiness first before the conditions. And I promise you the conditions will begin to change. The conditions will begin to change in positive ways. You will be able to bring more to you of those things that you thought that you wanted to make you happy when you put happy first, when you put happy first. So that's what's on my mind this week. And I am just so grateful that you're here sharing this journey with me. Let's put happiness first. Until next time. Namaste. Thank you for listening, and I hope this episode offers you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit the website, recoveryoursoul.net. There you can find out more about Rev. Rachel, book coaching or spiritual counseling sessions, read the blog, listen to music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive email updates. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage, And by following, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast, you're helping to spread the Recover Your Soul message. We hope that you'll follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the private Facebook group to become part of this transformational community.
The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.